1: Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app.
0: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would
1: you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member
0: FDSE. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down.
1: Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Top of the Key. As always, I'm Grace, I'm here with Thomas. Um, this week we kind of got most of the free agency questions that remained after the first day of free agency answered, which was yes. nice in a way.
0: Yeah, it was very um, very basketball-oriented. Uh, just they All the good players signed pretty much immediately and then the few good players who were left took their time. So... <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, and now we've got, like, I don't even know of any of the big-name free agents who are left at this point. Like, I think they're all set in their place. You're gonna, probably now you'll start seeing the the really small-scale, like, bottom-tier, mid-tier ones that are still hanging around. But we know where NECA is, we know where, uh, I, like, we know where Elena Deladon won't be, um... We've had some surprise trades. Like this was genuinely really fun this week.
0: Yes, it was. It was a really fun week in the in the W. A lot of stuff happened, and there was a lot of stuff to examine and talk about, which is fun. It's always nice to have.
1: All right, so we'll start with the um, the free agency news. I'm going to do the. I'm going to keep we'll keep the trades separate because I feel like there's going to be quite a bit to talk about with the trades. Um, But the One of the first things that happened, you know, we were asking ourselves last week what what on earth the sky and the sun were doing. Uh, The sky renounced the rights to Estunador Fall, um, who the sun then signed, which, again, what on earth are the sky doing? Because even once you remove the everything else of it all, this is a very easy like you trade her to the sun and get literally anything. And they couldn't even do that.
0: Yeah, it's really tough asset management from the sky. They're having a really weird offseason, and I think they're clearly they're clearly rebuilding. Like they're going to be one of the worst one of the worst teams in the league, I would assume, right? You would assume so as well. Yeah. Um and so did you also see the 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 thing that I sent you? Um I think it was a, a our athletic article, let me find it in our text. I'll I'll explain the the thing, though, that the Sky have, like, some of the worst facilities in the league. And I wonder if that's factoring into all of this. Um, Here it is. I found it. Um, This is from Annie Costabil, I think that's how you pronounce her last name. She is uh, Chicago Sun-Times, not The Athletic. But according to multiple league sources, the Sky still have a reputation for being in the bottom tier when it comes to player experience and investment. So I wonder if all these players are like, I don't even want to come here. You know what I mean? So they're starting from the bottom and kind of like just kind of getting as bare bones as possible before they start a real rebuild. So I don't yeah. know, maybe. Like that's, that's kind of what I thought about when I saw all of this, you know?
1: Yeah. And it's just, it's one of those things that's like, that is, I don't want to say understandable because like, come on. I mean, it's, it's it. not, you
0: shouldn't be doing <laughs> However, like,
1: but also like that at least is like, okay, there needs to be time and resources put into that where something like literally just trading the door fall as opposed to renouncing. Yeah, the rights. agree. Like that's ab- like absurd.
0: They're doing it wrong, <laughs> <laughs> but like they're just doing it in such a strange way. And the the head coach hire, like we talked about a million times, was so, the momentum felt so strong for them. And then it was just like, and now it's gone, you know? <laughs> and it and it felt like it was just gone, like, immediately. It was just, I don't know. It was tough.
1: Yeah. Um, the Sun also then signed uh, Brianna Jones and Dewana Bonner, each to, um one one-year deals. I believe they were, like, back-to-back days. So there was, like, a 24-hour period or a 12-hour period where we were like, oh. Are they going to keep Bonner after keeping Jones? Yeah, they did. and then they
0: immediately did, yeah.
1: <laughs> um, I know that there was all sorts of talk about, oh, is Bonner going to want to go to the Storm or maybe want to go back to the Mercury or whatever, but also, like, Alyssa Thomas is in Connecticut, and Connecticut's going to be a good team next year. Why would you leave unless, like, there's a huge difference in money?
0: Yeah, and I honestly, now that the Sun... I, I always want to say the Suns, but I'm using it like apostrophe, S. <laughs> like the the Suns uh off season, I actually like how it ended up looking for them, where it looked a little shaky in the beginning. I don't know if you feel the same way. But yeah. both of us were kind of like, hmm. And then they did all the things they needed to do, and it's like, ah, there we go. <laughs>
1: yeah, we'll we'll get we'll get into it later. But I think that the one thing that everyone saw them needing to do was get a point guard, and then like it took a while, and no one saw it going the way that it, it did. But they eventually got there in the end, and now it all sort of makes sense.
0: Yeah, and it it's one of those things where the 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 journey didn't make sense. As it was happening, but the destination, it was like, oh, yeah, now the journey makes total sense to me. So, yeah, I think they did uh, pretty well.
1: Yeah. Um, speaking of the the journey and the destination making sense, the Seattle Storm signed NECA to a one-year deal, uh, slightly below what she could have made. I think it's like around $202,000, um, but... Yeah, that, that seemed clear. I, I did like that, and again, this will tell you what the players are thinking with the Sky, was before it leaked that... before, Well, not leaked. Before uh, Shanae went on ESPN or whatever and talked about how NECA was going to the Storm, it came out that the Sky had been eliminated. So they yeah. were finalists, but I don't think anyone ever actually had them as like a finalist finalist. Clearly, it was between the Storm and New York. So, you know.
0: Yeah, and I think... Obviously, we were both disappointed, and um, I would have loved to see her in New York. But also, I think that Seattle was the only kind of... It kind of felt um, unrealistic to expect her to come to New York. I don't know. There was just, it didn't feel like it was ever going to actually happen. It just kind of felt like New York's in it, and you talk to New York because they are the second best team in the league, and you owe it to yourself as a competitor to see what they have to say. But Seattle's going to be good. So yeah. it's not like... It's not like she signed to some team that's going to suck next year. Like, Seattle is right back to being good again. So, like,
1: yeah.
0: that's, a, that's a hell of a lineup they have. And they'll make some noise in the, in the West. It's just, um, yeah, now it's just a boring offseason for the Liberty.
1: I think it's interesting because I think the Storm and the Sky were in the same place as a team, but then, like, the Storm were able to go to players and say, look at our facilities, look at what we're trying to accomplish here. And the Sky were like, hey, remember Teresa Weatherspoon? Don't you like her? Isn't that yeah. enough? Like-
0: <laughs> and, like, and we're going to talk about them, I'm sure, but, like, with Phoenix and how much they ended up doing, they invested a lot of money into that team with the new ownership, you know? like new ownership put new they're going to do new facilities and new this and new that like they're basically doing what the size did with the liberty where they're like we want this to be legit and now players are going there and sure they're getting traded there but that's going to help the whole overall situation you know where the sky needs to kind of hurry that stuff up because otherwise they're going to be left behind in this in these categories it's just going to be hard for them to retain players when other, when around the league they're being treated better.
1: Yeah. I mean, the Sky did make their big signing this week. They signed Diamond to Shields to a one year deal. Sure. <laughs> did you see the like I shit? Like-
0: I didn't. I didn't know. So, okay, so fill us all in.
1: This, a guy on Twitter, you might remember him from when I texted you. I'm not going in to look at his name because it's some obnoxious long name he has on there. Um, He was the one who was the first, like, leaker of NECA choosing between the
0: stories. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah.
1: He was, he was started tweeting about how there, he was, like, subtweeting at first where he was like, I don't want to be the one to say it, but there's a player that everyone likes who dresses really well, and she's a bust. And, like, the way he, he did it clearly was Diamond to Shields. And I she didn't was, see
0: any of this. What? She
1: responded. And she was like, bro, what the fuck? And he was like, listen, you can't deny that you're a bust. And she was like, you know I had a brain tumor and had to relearn how to walk, right? And I kind of ate up a lot of years there. And he was like, listen, I really respect that. But also, you're a bust. <laughs> it was wild. That's-
0: you know what? Sometimes you don't have to double down when the athlete's in your mentions, is all yeah. I gotta say. Like, sometimes you just gotta you just let it rock. That's like, a wild take, though. Like, yeah. off the wall.
1: <laughs> and it's, like, one of those things where it's like, listen, it's also kind of corny when, like, you say something like that, and the athlete comes, and you're like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm actually such a big fan, but you know what? That's better than whatever he did.
0: Yeah, I mean... <laughs> I've been I've been doing this stuff with uh, with um, athletes with baseball and now basketball and stuff for a while and I've never had anyone really do that. But I think I would just be like, all right, man, like I'm gonna let it rock because you're you're the professional athlete and I'm just some guy, you know. Like at the end of the day, they're all more talented than me, even if I'm even if I'm doing analysis on them. Like even if my analysis is correct, like I understand why you wouldn't want to hear from me, you know. So sometimes you just gotta. Also, don't be a jerk. Like that's just being <laughs> shitty. Like like that's not even like. I don't know. That's weird. I didn't see that at all, though.
1: And it's weird because it's like he clearly has like connections within the league where he knows people. Why would you?
0: Yeah, he he has sources because he's he he was right about stupid.
1: Like (laughs) anyway, I just like seeing that it it was funny because that all happened, and then the Diamond to Shield signing broke immediately afterwards. Like five. Imagine if he broke it.
0: That'd be different. (laughs)
1: Uh, the wings signed, uh, Stephanie soars. I believe is how you pronounce that name to her rookie scale contract. Um, she was drafted by the mystics in 23, then was immediately traded to the wings for a 24 second round pick and a 25 first round pick. Um, cool.
0: Yep. (laughs) That's my take on that. Cool. (laughs) Uh,
1: the, the sparks signed a two year extension with Lexi Brown. Um, I, we're going to talk a little bit about Lexi Brown later, so I'm going to try not to say anything about that yet, but um, okay.
0: Yeah, plug a hole into that one, and we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll come back.
1: We'll, we'll come back to me being mad at her. So um, the, the move that I think most people anticipated more than maybe any other move, the Aces re-signed Candice Parker for another one-year contract.
0: Yeah, I mean that was I felt like that's the only place she could have gone. I don't really see her I don't really see a point to her going anywhere else at this point in her career. Um with the injuries and her age and stuff and how good the the Aces are, just go get another ring, you know. Yeah. Like what what, else, what where else she going to play? You're going to go she could have came to New York, but it would have been the same thing with less of a chance <laughs> at a ring. So <laughs> you might as well go to the place the team that's really good and we'll, and you know the people and the system and the what it's like in the day to day, so yeah, that m- just makes the most sense.
1: Yeah, it. Yep, like like there's just you know, she's gonna she's gonna try for another ring and I, and I feel like again it's also a case of like, I feel like if she didn't get injured last year, there would be more of a chance she would have just retired this year. But I think she does want to go yeah. out with one more full year. So you know that that'll be fun. I hope I you know I want to go see Candace Parker play in person at least once. I'm gonna have to get my ass out to an Aces game this year.
0: Yeah, um, it's all, it all just, it's all the, that, it's, oh, that was always going to happen. It probably just took this long because the aces wanted to see how other stuff fell before they knew what salary to give her. (laughs) Really.
1: Yeah. Um, the Sky also signed, uh, this, like, I'm not putting all the training camp stuff in here because most of it isn't important, but uh, I figured this one was kind of notable. The Sky signed, uh, Kaiser Gondrasek, Gondrasek? Very, in, I, very I think de- it's
0: <laughs> I think it's Gondrizik. Gan- yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. Um to a training camp contract. Um she was the she was in the news a few months ago. Her boyfriend, ex-boyfriend, Kevin Porter Jr. uh was arrested for domestic violence and then the everything that fell out from there. Um I hope I hope she comes back and is good again, you know. You you hope that for every player.
0: Yeah. And she was a first round pick, I'm pretty sure. So I think so. Like that's there's um that's a good signing and also in terms of uh, like where the sky are in the rebuild, that's that's the type of signings that they need to make if they are fully tearing it down and rebuilding. Is former high high level picks who there's obviously a reason you get taken in the first round, um, yeah. So just seeing if there what juice is left in that tank for her.
1: I I'm trying to remember if she's a free agent, but thinking about it, you know who they should sign is um a uh, high pronouncer named Kennedy Carter.
0: Oh yeah, that would be a good shout.
1: Yeah, she's like been all over the place. hasn't hasn't really had a chance to stick anywhere. But if you can, yeah, she was the number four overall in twenty twenty. Like, try and get her somewhere. Or who's the other one? I'm thinking there's another one that was like that where she kept bouncing yeah. around.
0: Yeah, there's a there's a few picks that, they, that there's a few people that they should be focusing. And if you're gonna yeah. if you're gonna do the full tear down the way they are doing it, you could really fill your roster with interesting like second giving players second chances to see yeah. how their how their careers end up if with getting more run.
1: Um and finally uh Elena Deladon it has come out will be taking the year away from the WNBA. Um the Mystics fucked her over so bad.
0: Yeah the Mystics <laughs> definitely put themselves first here. And
1: and it's it's bizarre to me. Like at the time we talked about how it probably would have made more sense to to core Cloud just because you're going to get something for Cloud no matter what. And so now they've left themselves in a place where they're not getting anything for either person.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: it Really interesting, like, bad mistake here. Um, and, you know, no one's going to trade anything for Elena Deladon when you have no idea how she's going to be, and as opposed to just giving her money and being like, well, we hope you're healthy this year
0: yeah and also I wonder if they had too much uh too much of a price tag on her in terms of what they wanted back yeah like that wouldn't surprise me either where if it, it was just it ended up being not worth it for teams from that point of view you know where yeah. um where it was just like well if you want like multiple firsts or a huge amount of draft capital then it's like why would I even bother with someone who's older and hurt where yeah. I mean Cloud was never gonna play for them again, it felt after after the way she um she was mad about everything. But like you you could have definitely traded her for something less. But I guess the thing is like now because we're gonna I'm sure you're about to bring this up, but Elena Deladon is not just gonna be if she comes back next year she's not a free agent.
1: Yeah, she's, she's courting. She's us.
0: cord. So like the mystics are probably saying like we're going to get something from for you at some point. Or you're just never going to come back. Like, it's kind of, like... It's it's shitty, and it's holding holding her rights hostage. Because I don't think she would have left the league if she was just a free agent and taken the year off. I wouldn't be surprised if she's taking the year off because she's like, well, shit. I don't really want to go back to Washington. You know?
1: Yeah. Which, like... That's... For Washington, that's, like, the franchise player. And they just pissed her off so much. Like, you know? Like, that's really really shitty to do
0: yeah they definitely went the uh went the went the rough route of when your when your franchise player wants to bounce because you could be you could be nice about it or you could be vindictive about it and this felt a little vindictive
1: yeah it's incredible because they had two like franchise long-term players this offseason and both of them left under like the worst possible circumstances what's going on in washington (laughs)
0: <laughs> the vibe's got to be tough there right now because it's just like, not only did they leave, they left mad. <laughs> and yeah. it's going to be like them, like, that's not something you really, like, it's going to be something that they think about for a while, I would assume. Like, it's not really, a, this is not a, you're okay with it in like a year. Like, Elena Don's going to come back and be like, shit. And like, I'm still in the situation if she comes back, you know?
1: Yeah. And that's the other thing who knows if she ever comes back now you know? yeah she might just again, retire they're holding her state she talked about that possibility they, they were talking about that during the free agency special that, that she was considering retiring to get out of it
0: look if someone doesn't want to play for you that much <laughs> at some point it's just not worth it like I know she's a franchise legend and I know she's done so many great things but damn if she don't want to play for you, she don't want to play for you.
1: Yeah. It's, it sucks. It, it just, it's like a, one of those situations where as soon as I saw the news, I like got mad on her behalf.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a tough one.
1: All right. Well, let's, we'll take a break here. Uh, when we come back, we will talk about the um, trades that happened this week because there were multiple. All right, and we're back. Um so the first trade that happened and the what at the time seems pretty notable but then turned into the less notable trade, um the Sun traded Beck Allen did a sign in trade uh traded her to the Mercury for Mariah Jefferson. Um which is like was already looking like quite the team for uh Phoenix and Mariah Jefferson perfectly fits what the Sun needed. This was a really this was a great trade.
0: Yeah, that was definitely a trade that everyone came out with what they wanted.
1: Yeah. Um, Beck Allen's now going to Phoenix. They're, the the West is a really good conference this year. The East is not great. <laughs>
0: it's, it's really funny that the West is, like, teams are... It's, not, it's also good, I would say. It's good for the league that the West is doing this. But teams are really trying when the Aces are just the Aces. You know what I mean? Like, you you could very easily cash uh, just mail it in if you, if you're these teams, because you're like, Oh, what's the point? Like, are we, are we really going to beat them? But like, screw that. You know, you never know what could happen. Like go out there and try to win. And that's a good thing.
1: Yeah. And I mean, even if you're not looking towards like, Oh, are we going to get, I mean, the mercury, the storm, they're looking with an eye that like there's now the stronger they make themselves, the better chance there is that they get to the finals that they knock off. Uh, Las Vegas or New York or whatever, um, but also now you're competitive during the season, and now this will help. I, I don't know that Las Vegas wins as many games this year just because now every team in their conference is trying to attack them. You know, like the Storm yeah. are more difficult. The Mercury are more difficult. The Wings are still good. The Sparks are slightly worse than they were last year, but they weren't like the best team in the world last year. So they weren't really putting up a fight with Vegas anyway. So like, it's just a difficult division for them now.
0: Yeah. It's, it's, it's a difficult division. And also there's very much, um, there's very much like stuff happens, like got people get hurt. Um, There's injuries. You never know who gets hurt. You never know what type of stuff goes down. The, the aces are probably going to win the finals again, but that's definitely not written in stone you know like asia wilson could knock on wood like get be out for the year and and week three and then it's a whole different season you know what i mean and then it's then you're then you're looking stupid for not trying because you were like assuming that a a group of human beings are going to be act like video game characters where they just (laughs) win games like it just doesn't matter you know
1: it, you you gotta try. You're never gonna win if you don't try. And uh, the Mercury sure are trying. And they um, they tried even more when they made a blockbuster trade that um, I don't think anyone really saw coming. No, this trade's
0: wild. Yeah, this trade was wild. <laughs> uh,
1: the Chicago Sky traded Kalia Copper and the rights to Morgan Birch to and she's, Mercury. And like, and
0: Morgan um, Birch isn't like, and nothing. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like that's just a throw in. Like that's a player too. Like that's something that is, that's a, that's a usable player too. Like that's interesting.
1: Uh, for Michaela onyan New York Liberty legend, uh, Brianna Turner, and they traded some picks. They traded the number three pick from this year, uh, 2025 second round pick, 2026 first round pick, and the right to swap 2026 second round picks. Um, this was insane. I think I woke up to this. I think you had texted me about it. And I woke up and I saw you like said something. And I was like, wait, what the fuck? And I scrolled literally yeah. one thing and I saw Sky Trade Copper. This is insane. Yeah, it's like, a huge one. Like they d- were they were out here with Kalia Copper when they signed Teaspoon and they were like, Yes. This is our future right here. Our coach and our future, our superstar, they just extended her. We're doing great. And then like 3 months later she's gone.
0: Yeah, how old is she? I'm looking it up right now. Because I don't think she's that old.
1: No, I think she's probably like 28 would be my guess.
0: 29. So, so cool. like she's like there's there's definitely a lot of mileage left there, you know. Yeah. So it's not like she's her like you could have had a small rebuild and then um and then like had her on the other side of it too. But also I think this kickstarts a rebuild. It's a good draft class. You now have the third pick in it. You're you're starting from the bottom with a new coach, but you're also allowing your new coach to get her feet wet in the league and like kind of doesn't matter if they're good or not because they're probably it doesn't matter her mistakes are much more mitigated now you know it's just the reality of the situation so yeah I mean it's a kickstart rebuild move and it's a huge one because Cooper is good so I mean Copper rather is good so yeah, yeah. it's just a huge deal and also Mercury. It's that's a funny room so-
1: <laughs> yeah the Kalia Copper gets to reunite with her notable favorite person Sophie Cunningham um Like, this is my thing is, like, I think this team's going to be really good. I think this is going to be a really great team. But I think there is a small chance that this thing turns into an unmitigated disaster. Um, We saw Skylar Diggins-Smith airing Dirty Laundry on the timeline this week that made it sound like she was in that room standing up for everyone and that Diana Taurasi is a fucking asshole, which wouldn't shock
0: me. wouldn't shock me, yeah.
1: But, like, you're going to – Diana Tarasi, Sophie Cunningham, you're adding Kalia Copper, you're adding um, uh, Cloud. Like, I think, obviously, I have, like, 95% faith these people are going to be professionals. It's going to be fine in there. But there's a 5% chance someone gets hurt or the season doesn't start the way they want it to, and it devolves because that's this whole situation, and you've got a new coach with a whole new staff other than Christy Tolliver – who have not even been in this league before, who are all charged with not only yeah. making their way through the league for the first time, but with this insanity around them. So, you know.
0: I could see it going, like, they're all, they're fierce competitors, and that could be something where, where, your, where your fierce competition is like, hell yeah, we, we're going to push each other, you know? And that's a way that this could go, and that'll go great for them. And like you said, it could be, oh, fuck that. Like, this is, like, we all don't like each other. So we'll see. And also this, on top of that, it's the Tarasi retirement tour. So she's going to be a big, like, every game is going to be a big game for her where she's not the best player on that team anymore. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of that. Do you, like...
1: Diana Taurasi still getting, like, significant minutes on USA, like, Team USA. Did you see that sure. today? They, they yeah, played. I saw. She was terrible. Played, and like, Cheryl Reese was like, keep going on out there, Diana Taurasi. Like, <laughs> let's let's. And they didn't them.
0: look good. Like, I didn't watch the game because it was happening while I was at work. But, like, they didn't, from what I understand, they didn't look great. So, like, but, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's going to be a lot of D- Diana Taurasi in a room with a lot of heavy competitors trying to win right now. So I'm curious to see how that goes, too, because that's kind of, a, kind of a mix of two different emotions, you know? Like, as much as they probably care that she's retiring because she's a legend, like, a legend of a legend at this point. Like, it's still, uh, they want to win, and sometimes those two things don't match up.
1: I, I do also want to just point out, because this just occurred to me, sitting here thinking about the makeup of this team. Um, there is still a big-name free agent who has not signed. Um, Brittany Griner is still a free agent. I assume they sign her. I assume this is a like Candace Parker. Where else is she going in Diana Taurasi's last year? But also, like, where's the money? You know, like, that's my quiet. They just traded for Kalia Copper, who has a near-max extension, if not a max extension. They have Cloud. They've got DT. Uh, Sophie Cunningham isn't making an insignificant money. I mean, they just traded Brianna Turner, which is going to clear some money off the books. But again, they traded for her and got someone who was making more money than her. I'm just curious how this all, like, is BG taking a pay cut, is my question.
0: She's just in a, like, a unique situation where I don't really know what she's going to do next. Like, she could kind of do... So, Richard Cohen said that they could give... Um, this is an exact quote from Richard, uh, an exact tweet from Richard Cohen two days ago. She's willing to play for around 165k last year, but if Phoenix fill out their current roster with the minimum salary players, they'd be able to pay her 151. So it's not a it's a pay cut, but it's not like they're asking her to make like the minimum either. You know, like that's still a decent amount. Of, that's still. They're one of their they She'd be her. their sixth highest player at that highest paid player at that point, point. and yeah. then you just kind of let her rock after that. So
1: I mean, she's probably going to make a ton of bank off book sales this year. So I'm excited. Yeah, to read that her book,
0: book. Yeah, her books. <laughs> when does it come out? I don't remember. I was I saying the like the
1: next few weeks or something. Like yeah, that. I think it's like, pretty. Geez. I
0: think it's pretty close. That's why I was yeah. asking.
1: Um, but yeah, this that's. Who knows what's going to happen with that? Um,
0: and they probably are waiting to see what they could offer her like yeah. a Candace Parker situation where they want to do all this stuff first because they're saying, Hey, Brittany, we could offer you this. Like if, if they fill out the minimums, if they fill out the bench with minimums and they know they're going to do that, they could say, here's your 151." If they want, if they, if someone really good is coming along they'd be like, Hey, Brittany, do you want to take a little less to, to make the team even better than it already? Was? You know, there's a lot of yeah. conversation you can have with someone that you have a relationship with, like the way they do. And also, like I don't think Ronder wants to go anywhere else. I can't. That feels like, especially with Tarasi's last season, that feels like something that's not going to happen.
1: Yeah, I mean, she had said before that she was sticking through Tarasi's last season. So unless something insane happens, I I don't see her leaving at least this year. Um, yeah. Uh, I think that I think we're 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 good there. We got some uh, some more of the online drama that was going on this week. So we'll, we'll take a break. And when we come back, we'll get into um, every stupid thing that someone said on a podcast this week. All right. And we're back. So, um, boy, there were a lot of people talking this week. A lot of people talking, um, and almost none of them should have been. Um, we, it started right after we recorded last Friday. And I think as soon as we finished, I went on Twitter and I saw the video of Michael Porter jr. Of the nuggets. Am I correct? Yes. With that one. Yeah.
0: Connects Uh,
1: going on a show. I think it's called the pivot, a podcast to discuss how, um, basically how, like, listen, he respects the WNBA players, but also it's sucks. And they should change. Um, That they're talented, uh, but they don't deserve to get paid the same as the NBA, which um, they've never asked for. Uh, They want revenue sharing. I don't understand what's so difficult about that. Um, They're more on the level of the world's greatest ping pong players.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that was such a weird. That was such a weird comp because, like, what he did? You did you watch the whole video? Like, what he was trying to say? Yes. Because he was like nobody's watching ping pong, so why would they get paid as much? But nobody's like they're not saying like no one's saying they want to get paid like one hundred fifty one million dollars a year. Or yeah. Like like LeBron's making fifty million dollars because more people watch the NBA. Yes, but it's about revenue shares per the league. It's not about like that stuff will get there hopefully. But yeah, like they're not stupid. <laughs> like 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 everyone knows the WNBA players can't. The league doesn't make that much money, let alone, you know, that's that's not what anyone's saying, though. Like, it's just a mis It's a misunderstanding of what the the complaints are.
1: Yeah. Um, And said, you know, they're not as popular. Like we said, they're not packing out the arenas. It's not as exciting. And they should. And this might be my least favorite talking point. Uh, at least until we get to one of the things that Lexi Brown's whole thing brought up. Um, My least favorite talking point about the WNBA, which is they should lower the rims.
0: Yeah, it's it's like, it's silly.
1: Like, my thing with this is the men, because this is almost always men saying this, the men that say this, who say, well, if they just lowered the rims and would let them dunk, I would watch. No, you wouldn't. You'd find something else to complain about. You don't care about, what they're doing on the court you just don't want to watch it because you for whatever reason think that the end the wnba is inferior to the nba so you create this thing that allows you to place the blame somewhere else well no it's not me it's not a fault with me it's a fault with the game because they can't dunk which like th- yeah some wnba most wnba players can't dunk but like Brittany Griner and Candace Parker and Sylvia Fowles are dunking sometimes. But you know what? I uh, I think we discussed this, what was it, last week or whatever. I've never noticed a difference, yeah. really, other than, like, occasional in transition. Like, I'm never sitting there going, where's all the dunking? You know, it's it's a different style of basketball. I think it's a little, little more original, like, the original version of basketball, because I think what the NBA has done now, in all of the dunks and everything like this, not saying it's good or bad, has prioritized entertainment value over the actual game. Um,
0: But also, like, dudes when the basketball was first getting invented were not dunking. Like, you know what I mean? Like, because humans (laughs) were smaller then. Like, if we're really, if we want to go into all that, like, humans have grown. Like, more people are 6'9 and 6'10 and shit like that than they were back then. Like, that's just, like, Evolution, but I don't know. Like you said, like I notice it on transitions when like there's a clear breakaway and someone like lays it up. I'm like, oh yeah, that's funny. Like they would have would have been a dunk in the NBA. That's literally my entire thought process. I'm not like, oh, the game's gone, game's play. You know, what I mean, like I don't actually care that they're not dunking. It's just like it's a thing you notice because when you because it's just something that you're so used to in a basketball game of just an easy dunk. But like, Courtney Vandersloot's like five four. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I I I might be being mean about her height. I don't think she's that short, but yeah, like
1: she's she's like five seven though. It's not that off. Yeah,
0: <laughs> she's like my height. Like my ass ain't dunking You know what I mean? Like, like I could touch net and touch backboard, and it's kind of impressive. Like, shit, I can't even come close. with that doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't. She could score in the WNBA, so who cares? Yeah. I mean, dudes don't dunk in the NBA too. Like Steph Curry doesn't dunk. He's one of the most exciting basketball players of all time.
1: Yeah. No one gives a shit that Steph Curry doesn't dunk. Like,
0: Like, it doesn't matter. He does other things that are really cool. And WNBA uh, WNBA players do other things that are really cool. It doesn't matter that they don't dunk. It's just kind of silly. Like, this whole argument. Yeah.
1: I hope... (laughs) I feel like Stewie saw that and was like, get my fucking shoes off your feet, man. Like, I'm done with this. Because he, like, three weeks ago... Was like, yeah, I'm wearing Stewie's shoes because I really admire her game, bro. Like, I think he the-
0: just—I think <laughs> it's just a misunderstanding of 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 the issues here with him. Yeah, and not that I'm defending—I'm not saying that what he said was right because I think he was wrong for this stuff. But I think it was—I think it's just something where he's just not understanding what the issues actually are with the league, and also yeah. like arenas are kind of getting packed out now. That's just—I think that's just kind of not true. I—I think I, I, th- I the- would. Yeah, it was packed. Like Barclays, there was more people there for that game than a Nets game. Like I could go to the Nets game for seven dollars today because they suck. But the Liberty are going to pack that shit up more than the Nets did this year. And I don't know. I think overall, most NBA players don't think this. Um, I think most NBA players are they go to these games and they're about this life and they actually care, but. I think it's just we're, this just shows goes to show how far some some of it has to go still for the yeah. league.
1: I think also like his what he was saying is stuff that's like stuck like seven years ago. I feel like a yeah. lot of the conversations that happened on these podcasts, like we like, like this past week, are stuck in like 2016. It's really weird.
0: Yeah, because like the 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 new talking points are different. The new talking points are like more centered around league growth and like actual league growth and like going on ESPN and the finals are on primetime on ESPN. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and like the WNBA game growing too. I mean, the the w, the W WNCAA game growing a lot too, with those games being huge now yeah. and that tournament being a huge deal.
1: Yeah. Uh, talking about the WNCAA. Oh, wow. I can't believe I just said that right. I yeah. Was nailed it. I was nailed it. Cause
0: I, I, I can't, that one like breaks my brain. I don't, it's too many letters, but I don't know what else to say because it's, if I just say NCAA, it's going to sound like I'm, yeah, talking then you got to
1: add women's on it. Women's,
0: and then that's yeah. too long. I don't know, whatever.
1: Um, <laughs> Cheryl Swoops found herself on Gilbert Arena's um podcast talking about Caitlin Clark. And the first thing that went viral about this, because it went viral in stages, um, the first thing that went viral was one of those things where it's like, why are we mad at this? This was. This is a point that's like a good point to make, which was, and we've talked about this on the show. If she comes into the league, she'll probably, if not struggle a little bit at first, it's just the numbers are going to be down from what we're used to seeing because she's facing better competition. It's just what happens.
0: The point, the overall main pillar of the argument that she was making is right. (laughs) But but (laughs) there's a lot of misinformation around It was very strange because I was like, yes, this is correct she will not come into the WNBA and dominate because yeah. she'll be like the she won't even be the best player on the court most nights yeah i don't um, even think she'll be the best player on her team probably year not the one. first season yeah, yeah year year <laughs> one i would say no like maybe after that yeah but
1: um but yeah it was very that went viral and i was really confused as to why people were mad about that and then the second piece went viral that was in relation to that but more the fact that she's going to be breaking the scoring record in probably the next two weeks or whatever, or next week or whatever. Um, I think this weekend actually is projected or something like that, whatever it is. She's going to be breaking Kelsey Plum's scoring record, it's going to happen, like it, like yeah, know unless she week.
0: gets hurt, yeah, unless yeah. she gets hurt, it's going to happen.
1: Um, and for whatever reason, Cheryl swoops took the time to without outright saying it, attempt to um, lower, like, like dim the brightness of this achievement, I'll say, by making a bunch of, like, complete factual inaccuracies about, because I don't, I don't know that she was lying. I don't think she sat there and went, ooh, I'm going to tell a lie. I think she's just believed this for some reason. I don't know why. Um, she claimed that Caitlin Clark is, like, 25 years old, um, <laughs> which is, not true. She's 22. Um, claims that this is her COVID year, which again, not true, that she's a true senior. Um, and that the reason why she's gotten this many points is that she takes 40 shots a game, which I think on average, she's averaging somewhere around like 25. 22 uh, this year. 22. Okay. So she
0: averaged, because um, I, I, I looked it up for this. She's 18, 19, 18, and 22. So she's taking more shots this year than she has in years past, but only four uh, more. Obviously yeah. a lot of usage. Like this is extremely heavy usage for a player, but not any different than most stars.
1: Yeah. like
0: Maybe a little um, more because Iowa a little worse, but yeah, you, well, whatever, we'll get into this. Go ahead.
1: Well, yeah. So it was, it was one of those things where it was, because I feel like Cheryl Swoops is a legend. And I want to say this. You can be a legend of your sport. You can be one of the great players and we can all acknowledge that. But I don't think that absolves you from people saying, hey, you're kind of talking out your ass here. Please apologize or say something about that. Because I saw a lot of the people who were defending her saying, well, you don't understand. She's a legend of this game. And it's like, no, I I get that. I know who Cheryl Soups is. I also think that this is stupid. Like, I think she said something wrong and should probably just... Come out and say, that one's on me. Like all that's all she has to do. And she didn't. Um, Nancy Lieberman and her got into it on Twitter. We had some some old head WNBA beef happening. Wow, Jesus. Time. <laughs> um, and Nancy Lieberman was like, hey, Lizzie got this wrong. And Cheryl was like, listen, I'm just saying what I think she's not going to be successful. And I was like, did you read what Nancy Lieberman said, or are you just shooting off here? It's really – this is bizarre. I don't know – I don't know what possessed anyone in this situation to do any of this.
0: Yeah, just <laughs> – I'm, I'm also looking up – Um, there we go. So Kelsey Plum averaged for her career at Washington 18.5 field goals per game. Uh, Asia Wilson average, I was just picked Asia ra- at random, 18.1 at South Carolina. And Caitlin Clark averaged 19.7. She's going to get to 20, I think, this year. So more yeah. usage, but not significant. Like that's two shots more a game. It's not yeah. like groundbreaking. <laughs> I, 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 I think a lot of where this was coming from was the level of elevation she's doing at yeah. Iowa. Because, like, Iowa's, like, they're good. But when she leaves, they're going to not be this. Unless hmm. now this, this kind of changed how Iowa recruit, is recruiting. I don't think that's true. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like they're good because of her. Like, she has elevated that program to be this good. Where, like, South Carolina was, I think they're still a powerhouse. Like, they're great. Washington yeah. Kelsey Plum is that was more elevation too. Like Washington's not a bad program, but you know what I mean. It's not. Yeah. Like, it's not like it's not like LSU or some shit like that where like Angel Reese is like gonna graduate and it won't really matter. Yeah. Like, um, like it, it doesn't matter what ha- like like I was getting elevated for Caitlin Clark and I think that's kind of what she's saying. And like the overall pillar, like I said before, the actual main point of the argument of she will be worse than the W is correct. And I think a lot of people are going to, well, people watching for the first time are going to be like, oh, she's just going to go there and dominate. It's like, no. <laughs> she's going to go face Brianna Stewart and get clamped. You know what yeah. I mean? And that's going to be a learning experience for her because that's how sports works. <laughs> and it's no different. <laughs> like, she's just going to get clamped in the W sometimes because yeah. that's how it is.
1: Yeah, that's a, there's an adjustment. Again, you're going from, you know, big fish in a little pond, which, you know, as, as many great NCAA players. I think I'm just getting in my own head about that. Um, As there are, there's all, you know, you're also playing not great schools in the interim. Like once you get into the tournament, that's when you start facing good, um, good teams constantly. But for the W, you're facing the, you know, you're one of the best 144 people on earth, give or take a few. Um, And now every night, you're facing one of the best 100 or so players. On Earth,
0: yeah. So- I mean, think th- think about all the jokes we made early in the early in the in the college season when they're playing like these really really bad schools, and you see how how big the the talent gap is between them. Yeah, like that's like that in conference sometimes too. If you're not every not every conference team is good, not yep. to the level that um the really good programs are. So yeah,
1: yeah. So it. it- We'll all see when she comes into the league, what happens. Um, But yeah, it was, that was just a really bizarre um, discourse on the timeline. And then the final one happened yesterday. I believe it started up. Uh, Lexi Brown went on Gilbert Arena's podcast. I feel like maybe they, we should stop that from happening until we figure out what's going on here. Um, And they started talking about the league's promotion. Um, and it was just a bunch of like, whatever stuff. And then they got into, and Lexi Brown started talking about the fact that, um, until recently, this is, this is her thoughts and I'm paraphrasing here until recently, the W has faced an issue with, uh, the way the players have looked and that, um, they need to be like, they need to promote their feminine players more the the players with eyelashes and, 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 you know, feminine or whatever. And that, you know, it can't... Whatever, it was this really bizarre thing that, like, kind of baffled me because she's been in the league for the last five, six years, whatever. Um, and in that time, um, the fe- the feminine players usually are the most promoted. Kelsey Plum, Asia Wilson, Neka Gwumake, Satu Sabali, Sabrina Inescu, all of these faces of the league, with the exception of a few. Brianna Stewart is separate from that. And that's really awesome. But most of the faces of the league are more feminine because it's easier to market. And I think, I, I understand where she's coming from, where she would like to see. um
0: Yeah, I, I, I want to say, I don't think this one was as egregious as the other two.
1: I don't think so either, but I also think that there, I think it's hard to have this conversation, have it just from, one person's perspective, just having it from Lexi Brown's perspective, because, and, and I also want to just say, this is something that um, is a little more personal for me.
0: Yeah. I was uh, going to say like, this is more like uh, yeah. of, of your topic than a mine.
1: Yeah. Um, but it made me think about, there was an article that came out right, uh, right around. It, le- it either came out or someone re- uh, boosted it back up right around the time John Jones got traded to Liberty and they've been, they boosted it again uh, recently after, after all of this, um, and after she re signed with the Liberty, which she has confirmed, the team has not, but Jonquil Jones has confirmed it. Um, she talked about the pressure that she felt in the first few years of her career, up until somewhat recently, up until probably, I, I believe in the article, she talked about it like 2020, 2021, um, to conform to more feminine beauty standards, the, to wear dresses. Yeah, to wear I makeup, thought that whatever. stuff was
0: interesting. I thought that was really interesting.
1: Yeah. And I thought and, that stuff was interesting. I think it's there's something to be said about the fact that yes, I think I understand where Lexi it, Lexi Brown's coming from. And I think that there should be a wide breadth of people represented because the league has a wide breadth of people. It's kind of women's leagues are kind of awesome like that. You get all sorts of people because they tend to be able to be more open in that way than you would get in a men's league or something like that. Um, but I think it's difficult to have this conversation when you yourself look like the thing that is easy to market. Because I I don't know what Lexi Brown's identity is, but I will say that she is straight passing. That if you were to just see her on the street, you would guess that she is straight. And you would not guess that about John Quell Jones. And I think that, that is a, that's difficult, and I think it's hard for the players to get to a place, knowing personally, to get to a place where they feel comfortable in that. And to then turn around and say, well, I think that the it would be easy to market the league to men if more players did this. Which, again, I think I understand where she's coming from, but also, if that's like the men who are going to watch for that aren't going to watch the W because it doesn't meet their worldview anyway.
0: Yeah, they're not watching so, regardless because they're like, yes. I'm not going to watch a woman play basketball or whatever. Would that yeah. be the uh? that'd be the talking point by them.
1: Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was just, that was, that was one where I can see where she's coming from. But at the same time, I actually think that the league has made a concerted effort over the last few years to decenter themselves from, from what they think is easy to market. And again, the league also needs to do this in terms of race. That is very clear. Um, but they're, it's they haven't not done it. They're just not doing it as much as they should be, but they're making strides. It's happening. Um but yeah, it was that was something that was like a little disheartening for me to hear.
0: Yeah, for sure. And there was a there was a good thread by Devereaux Peters. Did you yes. read that? Yeah. Where she talked about this stuff a lot because there was like a dress code in the WNBA and right there. I think there might still be because they want to present uh, the, the athletes in a certain way and I don't know it's just this this one's comp- this one's more complicated because there's more of a there's more pressure in a women's league to do this because like no one would ever have this conversation about an NBA player like like yeah some di- some dudes dress like funny or t- more like outlandish or whatever and they're just like there's whole accounts that are like hell yeah look at this weird fit and everyone kind of loves it you know what I mean yeah. but then like there's a double standard with it and there's been a double standard there's a double standard in everyday life there's a double standard here like it's no different unfortunately yeah. but that was a really good thread because that was really interesting and that's someone who's been there and like she's won two championships in wmba like it's not like she's a nobody she's been illegal league- she was in the league for a while so
1: yeah
0: i don't, it's, I, it's, I don't- it's, it's it's more complicated than like um then Caitlin Clark puts up forty points a game because you could just <laughs> look at the uh, B ref and be like, "Yes, well, actually, it's twenty. you know? <laughs> like yes. this is this is different than that.
1: I-, I saw someone point out, too that like it's we're still in such a weird spot for for this league and just generally as a society because someone like Dejeuner Carrington, who is everything that Lexi Brown says that she would do if she was the league to promote, right? Lashes, hair, the 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 femininity, everything like that. But she is out. And she gets a lot of... If you if you want to have a, yourself a weird experience, go into her Instagram comments. Because, really? yeah, she, conf- she conforms to what you want them to look like. But because she is openly dating Melissa Smith, people are really fucking weird to her and really fucking gross so it's just it's one of those things where it's like you're you're never going to get anywhere by conforming exactly to what you think that the, the people who the, the men who aren't watching want because if you do that and then the mask slips for a second they they're you know you're never gonna live it down and and they're just gonna take that as well even the feminine ones are gay you know like you, there's no win
0: yeah for sure it's just it's it's a tough one because it's uh it's it's unique to women's sports on top of that also like I was saying it's just which it shouldn't be, but it shouldn't be a thing at all but yeah
1: yeah uh anyways,
0: a lot of stu- well- <laughs> a lot of stuff happens this week Jesus for yeah, I know. for a week for a week with very little actual news like signings in terms i mean like breaking news there's a lot of like things a lot of things happening,
1: yeah. And, and we haven't talked about college basketball in two weeks. There's a lot of stuff that's happened in college, too. So we're going to have to get to that next week. Uh, do you have anything else you want to add?
0: No, I think I'm good. What about All you? Right.
1: No, I mean, I'm just going to add that uh, if you want to follow us online, you can follow us <laughs> on Twitter at TOTKpod, or you can email us at TOTKpodcast at gmail.com. Perfect. Nailed it. All right. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week with um, maybe some college news. Maybe we'll get more terrible podcast appearances to talk about. Who knows? The world is our oyster.